that God into one song, be blessed as you sing. Yanonga Mia is the song.
We appreciate them. Amen. Let's get to our feet. Amen. Could you put that song together, the chorus?
don't you think it will be beautiful if you can just give like two minutes and we echo that song once again just repeat those words as you meditate about everything that has transpired in this convention indeed he is Yahweh he was the Alpha on Friday and is the Omega in his service oh hallelujah As a prayer, as a 
your hands to him both your hands if you can But we have to travel to Karamoja at 5 a.m. <laughs> I think we are like those brothers who said, let us build three tents. Three tents. But we can, we can continue the worship in our hostels. And then into our homes. And then into our churches. We are going to go back as an army that is going to lead Uganda on fire. Amen. By the way, I believe that absolutely. That is going to happen. Amen. Amen. Now, the, where is uh, Pastor Jesse's wife? Is she here? Uh, Sister Jesse, yes. I, I, I thought you disappointed. She, she had a testimony and that they wanted to go. No, they wanted to go, but she, ha she, ha she has a testimony. So I told her, I will begin with you. You can give your testimony and then go. As children are staying over, of course they are sleeping over and then they will be leaving in the morning. As children. Is there someone that will help or can help Brother Enoch to interpret? Anybody there? Please get an interpreter here. Wow. Wonderful. This is a new faith. This is Brother Nisi. Amen. So, Sister Jesse, can you please come? Sister Jesse, also, also, so, what we are going to do, we are going to listen to a few testimonies. Uh, sing a little uh, for about 10 minutes. Just to sing a song of praise and just thanking God. And then we shall dismiss.
So this will really be a few minutes. I mean, have a microphone. Can you give a microphone? Praise God, saints. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to thank God so much for this meeting. The reason why I'm thanking God the time I had these meetings, I started praying for the preachers. I didn't know their names. I didn't know their faces. But I started praying for them. As I was asking God to anoint them so that they can bring something that can touch the youth. I want to thank God so much that God has God heard my prayers and has moved in a mighty way in these meetings. Praise God. I'm still a youth. And I told God, I told God that I will be a youth until rapture. So don't get scared no, when you see me always in your youth meeting. Because I'm a youth. Yes, I got my first experience the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit in conversions. In youth, youth conversions. We used to go to Kenya when we were still girls. We used to go to Tanzania. Tanzania. So I always tell my children that you missed that time. And these days they are no meetings like that. But but I'm praying to God always to, to help these youths get these meetings. I want to thank God because this period I've been taking them to all the conventions. I make sure that I save for my youths make sure that they attend all the conventions. And for them maybe they don't know that I'm saving. But I'm saving for them so that they can attend all the youth meetings. So I thank God so much because I believe we are filled with the Holy Ghost. And in all those meetings I've attended, I've never attended the meeting like this one. Thank God for that. I saw young people coming down here and receiving the Holy Ghost. I've never seen that. I want to thank God so much for this meeting. God bless
God bless you so much, Sir Jesse, for that encouraging testimony. One more thing I forgot. In the morning, my husband wanted me to, to go to our church for that service. And I told him in the morning, but the preacher told us yesterday, until it is finished. So I told him I have to attend this one so that I, I finish it. <laughs> and he told me, have your way. <laughs> He took his way and I took my way up to this place. I want to thank God so much that I've been receiving a feeling in every meeting. Even today, I finished it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory, glory. I believe you young men that are not yet married when I see the sister as young as she is and she still has such testimonies and I, I, I cannot say as old you know, but I'm saying as young as she is where is her, her daughters? Can you stand up? Actually, can you come here? I had you had you have testimonies. You I come in. All of you come here. Yes. And 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 she has such a testimony. Of having more and more experience. Even after having children this size. The boys, where are the boys? Come on. Come on. All right. All right. Oh my God. Now I think my wife will be your friend, Sister Jesse, because <laughs> I say you two have something in common. Now I need to so what I was saying to you young men alright, come on in up to the front, this side sister. yeah, those ones who are streaming they want to see you also so what I was saying you young men who want to marry you should marry sisters that have received an experience why do you want to marry a girl because she's beautiful Marry someone who has received the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. So now what I'm saying, the Holy Spirit, anybody can receive the Holy Spirit if they so desire. By way, haven't we seen God doing it in these meetings? Haven't we seen it? We have seen it. So some believers think when you believe, you have received the Holy Spirit. 
No. Nedda. That is an experience that comes when you desire it. And ask. Then you receive. And uh, so if you marry women or sisters that have not received the Holy Spirit yet, they are spiritual before you marry them. They are spiritual before you marry them. But after, that one ends. They become something else. The same with the brothers. They become a monster in the house. Without the Holy Spirit. So, friends, let us ensure to have the Holy Spirit. So we have our mamas here, Sister Jesse, and other sisters that are a good example. Let us emulate them. Now, those ones who have testimonies can stay, the others can go back. The ones who have the testimony can take back. I want to thank God for the ministers to you. I want to thank God for the ministers to you. I want to thank God on Wednesday last week. I heard about the meetings. And I thank God while we were praying. The fellowship, the preacher preached about that lady we know in the Bible. Who was a Gentile. And she came with her sick child and she came to the Lord Jesus and she was being chased away by the disciples. But she pressed on and she refused to go away. When she came to Jesus himself told him that it is not good for me to give the food of the children to the dogs. And he said that is right right, Lord. I, I am a dog, but the dog partakes of the crumbs that fall off the master's table. And, and the, the, the prophet here said that this lady was determined. She, she, set set she set a goal before she went to Jesus that I have to live when I've, when I've received my child healed. That when I go to those conventions, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I prayed in that Wednesday fellowship. And I remember that, that message that the prophet preached about keep, Jesus keeping his appointment. About how he was called by Simon to, to a feast. And that day, who was our, our hallowed, came and fell at his feet. And there she was forgiven her sin. And and I trusted the Lord in prayer and I thanked the Lord when I came here. I received my prayer answered. I give glory and honor back to his name. Amen. Now, uh, before the sister speaks, let me ask, how many here don't understand English? Those who don't hear English. Anybody? Okay, so we'll we will just use English then. God bless you. I'm Julie Joy. I want to thank God that I didn't want to come for this meeting. 
Precisely because last year in December, I attended so many youth meetings, and I reached a point and said, it's enough. So the sisters of mine kept on calling me on Friday. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? So I got so bad that I was like, I don't want to pack things. They told me that you just come. Just we shall share that, but after all the size in the same, as you can see. <laughs> but I want to thank God. I've got um, a fulfillment, and there's something that was bothering me so much, and I thank God that it was preached by Brother Isaac. So actually, I gave them that testimony. So I want to thank God for that. was preached, it was bothering you, what happened? What did the Lord do? Has the Lord done something about it? Oh yes, the Lord has done something. I think it was yesterday. I, I went to Pastor Talemwa and I told him that uh, I'm having a kind of depression and I think brother, the reason that's why I've not come to you again is because I don't have it again. Hallelujah. Praise God. My name is Sister Miriam Chirabo. I want to thank God for the experience I got. It was... I had a torment, something like a wall. Like when you pray, you don't feel it. Okay, you don't feel the breakthrough. So I had it I came for these meetings and I told God I want to get a touch, at least a touch from you in these meetings. So this thing, I got it from when I was there is a, there is a time it was on Sunday we went to Speckled Bad Church so the brother called for an altar call. The altar call was for those people who want to get saved. So some people came that wanted to, to restore their lives, as in the backsliders, maybe to be prayed for. And maybe it was the spirit that told me, go there. And I refused. From that time, I felt a block. Like when I used to pray, even when people are getting filled, I was not getting a breakthrough. So on Saturday, when pastor called for the altar call. He also said the same words Brother Gideon said. He said that those people want to get saved. And the devil came back to me telling me, don't go. There are those people who want to get saved. You're already saved. He said the backsliders. And we really mean the backsliders are people who have left the message, started wearing trousers and started cutting their hair and all that. So, <laughs> I, I, the devil kept on telling me, don't go, like he told me last time. And I was even scared to come in front. So, I looked and I looked, no one was coming. He said, bow your heads. And no one was coming in front. But I said, devil, today I'm finishing it. So I said, I moved in front. It was not really easy. I took a step and moved in front. I said, I want 
like brother Isaac, so, like Jacob, he was he wanted he wanted to get that blessing from the Lord. He said, no matter what comes, I must be blessed. So I left and came this way, and I thank God that you really touched me. Uh, before the sister speaks, uh, I want to say that this sister has given a testimony. Let it impact also your life. If God speaks, I think you've had ministers say, and I say it a lot, especially when we're in a time of prayer, that whatever he tells you to do, do. You see? So the, she was in a service, God spoke to her, and she disobeyed. And when she disobeyed, the devil then came and began to torment her. So when you disobey the Holy Spirit, the devil will get a room to come in your life. It's always good to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Whatever it tells you, 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 you might be in a service and it tells you, lift up your hands and shout. Just as simple as that. And you don't. And then the devil comes and torments you. So, but God is a God of second, Brother Michael, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chances. God is a God of chances and he has given us this another chance and she received that visitation. We want to say praise be to God. Amen. Praise God. My name is Sister Patience. I, I want to thank God for these meetings specifically because last year there are some meetings we, we attended as the hour was beginning. But there is something they did to me. The anointing, let me see, held me throughout the year. So this time around I said, I must not miss. And if I get a chance to attend, I must make each minute count. So I prayed to God. Today in the morning we had morning devotion. But I wasn't feeling a breakthrough. But just as Brother Michael was preaching and the power went off, somehow something told me just kneel down there and pray. And I don't know, but I was just carried away. I thank God for filling me the Holy Ghost again. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, by the way, nothing goes goes wrong when we are in the right place you see you know the, the the power was not supposed to go off we thought that maybe power it was lord shedding it wasn't you see there was a scenario out there the way it, uh, you know yaka got finished in i don't have time to explain it but it was just god wanted it to be that way let me just leave it at that but power went off in the middle of a service. But you see, it went off at the exactly right moment. When the Holy Spirit wanted to come and baptize people, at that moment, brother, brother Michael would have continued. So the Holy Spirit had to restrain him by force. Stop. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit took over. And you can hear such a testimony. The devil thought that he was giving us a blow, but actually it was God doing his work. 
just like when Jesus Christ went on the cross, the devil was happy. He was like, oh man, I'm, I'm done with him. I'm finishing up with him. But he did not know that God was just beginning. Actually, God was climaxing his work for us. That's exactly what happened here. And we want to thank God for it. And for the service that evening. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Do you thank God for those testimonies? Very powerful testimonies. I have some papers here from the same name, so I do not know whether it's the same sister. Sister Faith. Who is Sister Faith? Did you write two sheets? Two papers? So probably there is another Sister Faith. So I'll begin with this. I don't know whether you are the one. God bless you, saints. I, I thank God for the gift of life. I have a short testimony. Is that you? No. Who is this? Sister Faith? Are you still here? She's not. Okay. Okay, then you can come if you're the one. I've not read this, so, but I think you have a testimony. You can just come over. God bless this thing. I want to thank God for attending this meeting. Uh, I heard about this meeting from CETA convention last year. I was yearning and praying to attend. On Thursday last week, I knew the meeting is starting on Friday. I had a lot of morale in me. I was telling a certain brother that I don't want to miss the pillar of fire that is going to fall on the saints. I want it to start with me. Now on Thursday at night, last Thursday, I slept. I had a dream. A certain gentleman was showing me something which was blocking me not to attend this meeting. Immediately I woke up. When I woke up, I prayed. I said, God, I have to attend this meeting no matter what it would take. So on Friday we came. We came actually when they were almost starting the preaching. And Brother Michael preached that we should cut off the weight and run. It heated my heart. I felt touched. I felt delivered. I felt so happy. I felt the burden was in me, was all carried immediately. Amen. So when Amen. we were going back to the dormitories, I think the devil was annoyed with me. Saying, let me tell you, I fell down in that train. I don't know how it happened. I got injured. My knees were all paining. I had pain. But I rejoiced. I said, this is a sign of victory. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I talked to a certain brother. They gave me first aid. So, I continued with everything. This thing has delivered me. I had hatred in my heart for two years. I used to pray, God, how can I forgive these people? But it was so hard for me to forgive them because I knew they know the truth. They are believers. What they've done to me was so painful. The moment I think of forgiveness, I feel like it is impossible. So, I felt I'm okay, I'm fine. Amen. 
Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is a heart doctor. <laughs> he just operated that. Sister, you have a brand new heart. <laughs> Hatred is no longer in our heart. If you're not going to be happy about these things, what are you going to be happy about? Hallelujah. God bless. This is uh, Sister Mary Peace Kazibwe from Mukono Entry Message Tabernacle. She says, God bless you, saints. I just want to take this opportunity to thank the Almighty God for the grace that He has given me uh, through these meetings, especially in the morning service. I think it was written today. Did you receive this today? Yes. Um, in the morning service, that is, I think, the morning glory or the morning, I do not know. Um, really, God touched on me in, di in a different way, and I appreciate Him. Uh, so much for that good work he has done in, in my heart for it has been my prayer all along you see when you, you pray a prayer to the Lord you do not know how or when but he will always answer those prayers and, and then it's, she says in capital letters thank you Lord amen and then she also says I also appreciate the pastor of this church for this wonderful work and good revelation come from God and you obeyed it thank you pastor may God richly bless you Sister Mary Kazibwe. Amen. Then this is Sister Esther. You also have a testimony. Can you come up? I don't know which Sister Esther. God bless you, saints. Uh, my testimony, the devil has been tormenting my life ever since Maybe I was nine years. I was doing some things that are not good. I have someone who can testify about that, Sharon. She used to tell me, but Esther, why did you do that? You were a young girl. And I was like, you know, no one loves me. I'm all alone in this world. God has left me. My mother is not here, so I'm alone. That had become my anthem. Every time, no one loves me. And Sharon used to say, I'm tired of that word. Stop saying it. But I don't know why. So when the devil saw that won't work on me, he brought something else. Tried to kill me in my body. I mean my spirit. When it also, when it also did not work out, I was going to have motor accidents thrice. That also didn't work out. And then he tried to bring out something else for everyone in my family to hate me. But when Brother Michael was preaching, I don't even know how. At the moment, he said, you know some people, you say, no one loves me. Everyone hates me. I was like, how oh, is this brother known? Because at that very moment, I was thinking about that. And he said, God loves you. And another time, pastor was also preaching. And he said, even if you don't care, God cares. Even if you think no one cares, God will still care for you. When Brother Michael said that, and I remember the words pastor said, I felt that burden was off of my heart. I was not going to come to the altar, but I wanted to come, but still, 
something will tell me don't bother going if you go no everyone will laugh at you don't go but i don't even know i just opened my eyes and found myself here kneeling down i thank god that he delivered me amen. god bless you And if you have that spirit of rejection on you, even right now, I cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, that's a bad spirit. It brings many, many things and we thank God that he still delivers. You believe that? He still delivers. Amen. Brother Ayesiga, uh, are, you, are you there? Are you ready? Uh, this is an amazing testimony. He shared it with me. A little bit of it. I don't know how far he will go in sharing it tonight, but uh, let us allow him to come. This is our brother doing the streaming. Okay, you can come up. Thank you. Sister Hope from Entebbe Church, you can also prepare to come after Brother Ayesiga. Amen. God bless you all. Uh, I don't have where to start from because the testimony is all the same. So I want to start with the scripture. It's in Galatians chapter 6 verse 8. I won't take long, but it's burning. Huh? So, chapter 8 says, For he that soweth in his, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. Then, Another one is in Romans. Romans chapter 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the fresh, to live after the fresh. You get that well? For if ye live after the fresh, ye shall die. Whatsoever kind of death. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, shall live. For as many are as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. 
For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, where we cry, Abba, Father. So, I just realized uh, from Friday, uh, through the meetings on Saturday, uh, on Sunday, today, something came out in me that I had never seen. I realized I had, um, it's coming to 10 years since I believed. And uh, Brother Isaac, when he was preaching, there's why he mentioned that there are some people who think, like, they say that, hey, for us, even if when we were in our mother's wombs, we were saying amen. And they think that saves them. And it's absurd. So, I thought about myself. I believed I were under the custody, under the guidance, like under a pastor. So I was a pastor's son. From there, I came to him still I became his son. So I would have also been like one of those people who say maybe because it's like that stay with the pastor he's near me maybe his righteousness is okay. So been to many places many conventions here and abroad but this was a life-changing situation. I was there working alone, but sometimes the musician, this is this the musician, this goes to you. Sometimes we be, you know, they are praying, the spirit is moving, but because you are praying the piano, you don't yield, and at the end of it all, it goes. We end up getting nothing because we think we are working for the Lord but when that day comes I don't think that would be an excuse so the service was going on and it usually happens but this time it was something big said I'm putting that thing there and moving if it falls Whatsoever happens, let it be. I came, this was on Saturday, uh, after the, the morning service. When I were here, we were many, I don't even remember, how many were like, besides me, so the ministers came, they started praying, you know. And I had one prayer. I want the, this fresh to die. And yeah, it has been on my heart, you know, like everyone in this Christian journey, we are in fresh and we do many things that we think no one is seeing us, you know, at school, at our workplaces. We identify that we are born again. Say, for me, 
I'm born again. Ndimulokole, that's how we, we say. But your what? It could be there. And uh, the things that happen, let's say, you know, we are work, we are having a party, and uh, yes, you say I'm, I'm born again, but when there are those things that other those people do, uh, you also take part. And I believe it's a reproach to Christ. Right. So I was seated there. That was my prayer. I didn't have anything. Yes, we have any other pro- we have other problems, but then I had only one prayer and that was it. So as I was kneeling here, uh, the ministers they, uh, they were praying and uh, I don't know it was uh, touch prayed. I was also praying. I was feeling one thing. Someone is going to come and touch my head and pray with me. And that would be. So, he came, uh, touched my shoulders, prayed, I continued in prayer. And the moment came, one minister came and before that one was touching me and I was holding the hand like this. But I didn't do it. So, I was praying. One minister came and laid hands on me. And that was it. I felt it's really done. And brethren, I can testify to you that I'm no longer a slave to fear, a slave to sin, And all the services that had been preached, it's been all about my life. I don't know about you, but me. Everything, 100%. So, I had never been saved since I was, even the pastor mentioned it. I had never been saved until that moment. I hope this finds you in a situation whatever situation you may be in. It's the only way to go. God bless you. That's my testimony. When that happens, there is no better way to explain it. By the way, you can't explain it. The words we are hearing here, these people speaking, it's just at the tip of the iceberg. There is, there is much more that the Lord has done in their life. But this is just a, a little to encourage you also if you've not attained. Amen. Uh, we appreciate God. You know, the musicians, you know, the people that work in the church, sometimes they, we, 
you miss a lot. You, uh, one day I was in, in Kenya, I was uh, in Western, Western Kenya, and, and the Holy Spirit was so intense in the service. And, and then one young man was at the altar praying, and everybody was praying, everybody in the church was praying, and then the Holy Spirit was just so intense in the service. And then this young man started to speak in tongues out loud, and so there was like a hush in the congregation. And at that time, as he was concluding to, um, to speak in the tongues, the Holy Ghost just came upon me and I was going to bust out in the interpretation of, uh, of, of those tongues. And I, I, had, I had spoken like a word or two. And then there was another brother who was incidentally a pianist. Uh, sorry, a, a guitarist. I don't know which kind of guitar he was playing. And then he got up quickly on, on, on his feet with his guitar in his hands and he put it up in the, in, in, like in the air. And he started interpreting the tongues that the other brother had uh, spoken. But you see, the first two words he spoke was exactly what I had put out of my mouth. So I held my peace, but the Holy Ghost was just bubbling in my heart. And he said everything that the little that the first ones he said was exactly what was in my heart to say. And then the rest of it that he interpreted. But look, this brother was a, a, a guitarist. If he had not yielded enough to the Holy Ghost, you see, God would not have used him. And when that moment, when that happened, oh my God, there was like, you know, someone had taken the Holy Spirit and powered it upon everybody. There was like a very wonderful worship. And so friends, that's what we want to have in our fellowship. In our fellowships where even the musicians and all the people that work there, as people streaming and everybody is touched by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, who did I call? Sister Florence from Entebbe. Are you here? Okay, you have to be fast because we, we have a few more. And uh, if you've not written, I will not call you. So you're going to miss out. So uh, if I call you, you come a little quickly so we can get to conclude. God bless your church. It was first sister hope then sister Florence. Ah, okay. And I'm here to testify. I think I'm one of the last people that has sent in my testimony and then boom, I had to say it out loud. When Pastor said he wanted us to give our testimonies, it is not a question and answer session, but it's a testimony session. Something told me I didn't believe that I had to tell the testimony. I trembled. I was like, I'm not doing this. But then when I was sitting there, Sister Florence was like, do you think it's worth keeping quiet? I just wrote out my paper right now, and I believe what I'm going to say, someone else may have gone through it, and I pray God will change you. Um, Sister Florence called me on Wednesday. She told me, Hope, let's go for the conversion. I told her I don't have money, but I had 70000 on me. I was like, uh -uh, I don't have money, I will not go. Then I sat down, I looked at my two friends sleep, my roommate. But then I did not get sleep in me. I sat on a stool and I listened to the song, see what the Lord has done. I listened to that song more than seven times. Then something told me, 
you go there, you will get a peace of mind. I was battling depression. I felt I'm alone. I felt I'm rejected. I had hatred. I had always prayed for God to pick a call like he picked for prophet Isaiah and pass it on his lips that they could no longer speak unclean. And that was me today. God did it for me. I am no longer the same. This morning, when pastor was concluding, actually pastor was actually finalizing the, the morning devotion, I felt the angel of the Lord stand right next to me. And something was like, if you don't hold on me now, it is now or never. I do not know, but I felt electricity go through me. And I shouted, oh, the joy that dwells my soul. I now know that test of freedom. Glory to Jesus. I now know what it tastes like to be a true Christian when you're free from what the world holds you accountable for. You could go and pray and something tells you, mm-mm. Now or Sabbath. When your friends are not there, you talk bad about them. And now why are you wasting your time here praying? Yesterday in the morning devotion, I have my best friend. She's brother Enoch's sister. She's called Memory. My heart told me, today you're not praying for yourself. You are praying for memory. It told me a Christian does not live for themselves. A Christian lives for others. I prayed for my sister and I don't know. I now feel free to talk about her. I feel the burden has been lifted. I told God she is not here at this moment. She may have missed it. But Lord, she will not miss my prayer. I knew one thing that the Lord has been so good to me. And the Lord will be so good to her. I want to thank God for the ministers. Every time they preached, I felt attached. There is no moment it passed me. There is no moment I felt I was not home. This is my first time attending meetings. But if history needs to be written, I am writing it down. I want to thank God today for I can see I am no longer the same. God bless you. That's Sister Hope. God bless you so much, Sister Hope, for that wonderful testimony. Amen. Sister Florence, are you here also? God bless you, church. My name is Sister Florence. Can, can, you, can you come like this side? I'm really too scared. <laughs> you know, I did journalism and under the principles of public speaking, they told us to admit it. Like when you're scared, you admit it before the people and you can get the confidence. I believe God has given it to me. Yes. So 
I never wanted to give my testimony in the first place. But then something touched me and I was like, really, I can't do this. I fear standing before the people. But now I feel like I'm not scared anymore. Yes, one thing, my dad disowned me after believing. He told me, you either be a Catholic or a Christian. If you are a Christian, me, I don't give birth to Christians. You, much out of my gut. So I just stood and I said, God, just help me. This is too much on me. I love my dad so much. It was really too much for me to choose, but I had to choose Christ. I told my dad, you know what? I'm a born again. I'm saved. I love you, dad, and I'm going with Christ. He started slapping me, and he got a stick, and he started hitting me. I went out of my father's home when he's throwing stones on me, like, oh, you silly girl. Did I take you at campus to start being a Christian silly thing? So I said, God, this cross is too much on me now. You told us to take our cross and follow you daily. But I'm taking this one. God, please bear it with me. I went out when I, I was in a night because he did it early in the morning in sandals. I just said, when I stepped out of the gate, I said, God, as long as I get at church, all is going to be well. Some of you know me as pastor, like Brother Michael's child, but I'm not Brother Michael's daughter. He just adopted me, like, after being thrown out. Yes, that man is a good person, and really, Christians, we need to show our works. Because me, I had just come in, so when I got at church, in Tebe Church, they, I talked to the pastor. My dad never used, like, he never wanted me to pray. Whenever he could find, he could find me praying, he used to tell me, I told you to pray, Milembe Maria and Chitafa Limogu, that's all. Why are you wasting time praying these Christian things and be yourself? What kind of silly thing is that? So I said, God, help me. But I kept on believing. Me, I had lost hope. Like, I used to ask myself, how am I going to leave my father's home? Because for us, we, we used to just stay in the gate, not going out, not doing nothing. He used to take us at school and bring us back home. We used to be so irritated, and sometimes we could just sneak out and do certain silly things. I, could, I won't talk about them now. But I thank God I'm saved and I stood for Christ. I'm encouraging you Christians, please stand with the Lord. So I was going through something this week. Actually, not this week, but through this holiday. Me, I'm a journalist by profession, but I ended up in teaching. Since I was, by the time I left my father's, my father's home, I was a directress. I was running my father's school. Brother Julius from Entebbe Church, some of you know him. He's the one who witnessed to me this gospel. He came, he found me when I'm a Pentecostal. I used to love the Lord. I used to move with the radio around, Pastor Tom's radio. You know, Pastor Tom Mutunwe. I used to listen to that man. I could always love the word. So my father used to always quarrel. I don't want to listen to that thing, switch it off, what, what. But since there was a seed in me, 
it kept me going. That thing kept me going. I wasn't stopped. Even if it took me choosing between my dad and, and Jesus, I said, Lord, I'm choosing you. I did not choose him, my, me, myself. I believe he's the one who chose me because I couldn't do that. It's undoable. It's really hard. Like leaving your father, it's hard. I remember the first day I sat with my dad. I missed that day like always because I knew it when it was going to happen. I knew it. I prayed. I felt a burden on my heart and I was like, I'm leaving this home soon. I used to tell my sisters, do you know you guys I'm leaving this place soon? They couldn't believe me. They just kept on laughing. They said, Florence, you're running mad with that Christianity of yours. So when that day came, the Lord Jesus gave me that scripture of Luke 1, 37. When pastor, you preached about that word, I was really blessed because that is my word. I keep it as, I keep it, I, I keep it as my word. Because he told me the Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee and you will be able to do it. Really, the Holy Ghost overshadowed me and I was able to do it. So when I lived with Brother Michael for some, like, I lived with him for one and a half year, years. After this very year, I left his home around May and I got a job. There was a certain woman I had met at SPRO. You know SPRO? where we collect exams from. I had gone to collect exams from my school and she also had gone there to get exams. So we exchanged contacts as directors and she wanted to visit our school. So we did all that and I came to know her. So God doesn't do things accidentally. That woman happened like, she's the one who gave me a job after some time when I had left the other. She did not give me the interview. I remember I was not a teacher by profession, but since I had the experience, I was running the school. That is how I was able to get that job. So when I got that job, I, I, I worked. They're not giving me a lot of money, but now the way the lady was acting, she's, she's this kind of a person who doesn't, that she doesn't, she doesn't have administrative skills. She, does, she just runs her school as if, She's managing kids and eh, teachers. She's treating teachers as children, disrespecting them. Now me, who, whom she had helped, she has always been telling people, I just helped that one. She doesn't even have papers. I helped her. So I was really fed up of that thing. I said, God, I'm really tired of this hypocrisy. This woman can come and laugh with me and then go to other people and tell her this and that. I said, Lord, I'm leaving this place. I'm not going to work for these people again. So then I talked to mommy, brother, my cause wife. I told her, mommy, I really don't feel like going back to this place. I'm crying every night. For sure, my pillow has been full of tears. I've been crying every night. That is what led me here to come for these conversions because I did not know. It's Hope, that one there. She's the one who told me on Wednesday, that's when I came to know. I had only 50,000 with me. I said, God, even if I use it all, I don't know what will happen after but let me go for these conversions. I really felt depressed. I had pain. I was crying. I said, God, please help me. When I came here, I felt the peace. When the word was preached, I felt encouraged. Christians, I'm telling you, it is really hard. 
to talk to people when you want them to encourage you like to to tell to what are you, the, the seed that is in you that you can even if you leave you leave the job there is there is something God can do. I told them, I believe God can do something even if I leave this job. I'm too stressed. I can't really manage. Because even if I go to that school, I just, my heart just, just I just feel too stressed. I really can't work in such an environment. And apparently I've been sleeping in that lady's house. She offered me a house. So it is a job house. I have to to, to leave it. So I was really stressed. I said, God, now if I go away from this job, I have no father. He disowned me. If I go away now, where am I going to go? Should I go back to Brother Michael's home, the man who has labored to help me up to now? Should I really go back? Yet I don't want to work here. Everyone was telling me, Florence, one bird in your hand is better than ten birds in the bush you don't know about. I was really discouraged. I said, God, this is not your word. Mark 11, 22 says, have faith in God. Is that word in vain? I said, God, you're able. Even if I leave this job, you can still provide. So when Brother Michael preached about faith stuff, and he said God can strengthen those, those ones who are weak, I really felt strengthened. So after talking to some brothers this evening, I was, I was there eating supper, and then something touched me and told me, like, give your testimony to this brother. I talked to a certain brother, when they had my testament, they told me, sister, you can. Even if you leave that job, you can. But all people like my friends from Entebbe Church were discouraging me, telling me, Florence, don't leave that job. Don't leave. And I'm a person who always wants to listen to advice. I said, God, if I fail, they will say, we told her she did not listen. I said, God, you know me, I'm just a wretch saved by your grace. I'm just alone here. Because really, do you know the feeling of feeling alone when no one can help you? You have no dad, like you can cry to and tell him, Dad, I need this, and he can provide you all alone, providing for yourself. So it was really hard. I was too stressed. I said, now I'm done. If I leave this job, what is going to happen? And then on the other side, I had faith. I said, God, if I left my father's home, and you've looked after me up to now, will you really fail if I leave this job? You will not fail, isn't it, brethren? I said, God, you can. So those brothers have really encouraged me. They have told me you can. And the message has really also encouraged me. I can. I'm going to leave that job. I won't, get, I won't die because of a job. I know my God will not leave me alone. God bless you. Thank you so much. about being rejected and suffering reproach for Christ. My mother told me, if you're going to believe that stuff, I'm disowning you, you're no longer my son. But you see, God can turn things around in our favor if we decide to accept reproach for the sake of Christ. I know that God will not disappoint you, my sister. Uh, there is a sister, what's the name of the sister? Sister Abigail, where's Sister Abigail? Uh, you gave, your, I think I, we lost your paper, but God remembered you. Come. Praise God, church. Um, I want to thank God that I'm here because I know God doesn't do things by coincidence, but I can literally say I'm here. I think God had his own programs. Right now, I think I'd be at home having supper. <laughs> 
because it was actually Brother Enoch who told me on Sunday that, oh, Sister Abby, we have this, uh, this, this convention on Friday. And like, I'd not even heard anything about it. But I had so many questions that I'd been asking that I listened to Pentecostal pastors a lot until I found that the messages they were preaching were being repeated over and over again and they were still not answering my questions. Because, and that led me to read my Bible because there's a pastor who came to our church and I noticed every time he read a scripture and the scripture seemed to turn into a paradox, he would go to another scripture and that scripture would answer that question. So I was like, if we could find answers in this Bible, like I used to read my Bible every night, but I would read as a religion. You know how you read and you don't get anything. That's how I was. I started with the New Testament. I started understanding the New Testament when I was about to finish it. I finished it and I went to Psalms. Psalms was very nice, but I wasn't enjoying it because there were so many nice things and I was so busy trying to get every scripture in my head. Until I reached a point and I was like, God, I don't want scriptures to turn into a burden. Help me to understand the scripture and enjoy reading it. Until finally he helped me and told me, Abigail, you want to enjoy? Because I was reading Psalms and Samuel at the same time, First Samuel. Like the same way you read First Samuel is the same way I want you to read Psalms. Because First Samuel is a story, so there's really not much to memorize. So... I started reading Psalms and I really felt like everything was flowing. It was like I was speaking with David. And I started understanding. So I, I kept on looking for answers. And at some point I was like, I wanted to read a, a chapter from every book. Because I felt like there are still certain questions I want to answer. And like I would read scriptures in the Bible and I sit on my bed for about 15 minutes trying to meditate on that scripture and find an answer. But I'll feel God telling me, you keep reading, I'll answer that question. And I, I, I had so many answers, I would even forget them. Even I had questions, I feel like God would read my mind. Because like, I'd, I'd, I'd have questions in my mind, that somehow I know God might tell me this one to wait. So I don't ask him the question, and I just keep it in my mind. And I even don't know I asked it, but I know I did. But I came to this convention, and I really felt like God was telling me, listen to those pastors. Because I was beginning to question what they were telling me. You know how you like start putting a filter in your head when the pastor is preaching to get only what you need. He told me don't do that. That is me speaking. If you want to get the answers to those questions you have been asking, it's going to be now. So, I put aside that filter and I decided to listen. I thank God that he has answered all my questions. And also another thing, when Pastor Michael was preaching and Pastor Isaac, they kept on talking about certain things. They talked about pride. They talked about fear and something else that I've forgotten. But... He talked about pride, and honestly, I was proud, and I didn't know it. I was very proud, and like a sister who was next to me pointed at me, I was like, are you proud? And I felt like, for real, I'm proud. 
I looked at myself and like my mom told me there's certain blessings God did not give me because honestly, if he gave me that blessing, I was going to disgrace his name. And like when she told me that, I was like, God, if I have, because she talked about what she was talking about. She was extremely confident to the point that she couldn't keep quiet. And I felt like I had the same issue and me I was thinking I was being confident. It was pride. It was real pride. And I told God, there are blessings that you're supposed to give me. If this is the problem, then take it away. I left it at that. But when, I think it was Pastor Isaac, he talked about pride. I felt like it's still there. He talked about fear. I thought I wasn't scared. But in 2019, at school, we had a Christmas production. And they said that everyone is going to come in black jeans. And for the, as in the choir, they say black jeans and a plain white t-shirt. And by jeans, I'm not talking about jeans skirts. I mean jean trousers. And I don't wear trousers. So in my mind, I was thinking of Naman. I was like, God, pardon Naman. So I told my mom, they say jean, jean, jean trousers. But maybe we can ask God for a pardon. Because <laughs> I, I was the only one at school who did not wear trousers. And I was the only believer. You know, at least you can just find a Pentecost to identify with who doesn't wear trousers. But as the only person. So somehow my mom talks to the principal and they get me a long black skirt. But let me tell you, ever since that moment, I felt mentally tortured. I wanted to skip that, that production. I really wanted to skip it. And then the principal comes and gives me a prayer roll at the end. I was, I, was not going to, I was not going to tell my mom so that I can stay at home. And they ask me, why didn't you come? And I give them some funny excuse. But then the principal says, oh, we want you to pray at the end of the production. Because it was like a Christian school. So I couldn't skip. To make matters worse, God made sure that the principal's daughter came and looked at me with this face and told me, they say trousers. <laughs> and though she emphasized it, because I knew that my school most of the time they say pants. So she said trousers, like I don't know what they are. I honestly look at my girlfriends. They looked like they, were, they had so many questions that they didn't want to shower at me. So they kept on complimenting my skirt, but let me tell you, I didn't enjoy that. I didn't enjoy it at all. To make matters worse, COVID comes, you go back to school and they say they are going to change the uniform. So if your uniform doesn't fit, you can come in casual wear until they fix the uniform. So everyone is coming in casual wear and you're the only one in trousers. I know casual wear children want to show off. I don't really think that was in their agenda, but they were all in trousers. To an extent, even the principal to say no trousers above your knees because there were kids who would come in patras. There are kids who would come in crop tops. And you really think, how can children do this? And you're the only one in skirts. And to make matters worse, they would ask you, why don't you wear trousers? And I didn't know what to tell them because I was scared. I didn't want to offend them. I didn't want to confuse them. And I was mentally tortured. I would wear skirts all the time. And like, I only had two skirts that I knew I could wear to school. And they were all growing short. And like, I remember the time I stopped wearing my sportswear. I used to wear my sportswear shirt with my uniform skirt. And they asked me, why aren't you wearing your sportswear? What? Your sportswear skirt. Like, they're short skirts. Like, you know, in primary wear, like, you have shorts, but they're skirts. So they asked me, why aren't you wearing them? And I said, they're, 
they were short. And asked me how short. And I told them, like, here. And they said, ah, because what in there is end here, or maybe even higher. Because they are like, I can walk out of the gate in a patra. And I looked at them. And, but I want to thank God. Because later on, the uniform turned out to be trousers. But because they let the high scholars suggest what they wanted, because I think the principal wanted them to be free or something of that sort. And I was the only one, of course, who doesn't wear trousers. So the uniform, it turned out to be trousers. And my mom again had to talk to the principal, and mine turned out to be skirts. And at that point, I was, I was beginning to recover from that torture. And then they said the uniform is cut. So somehow, I just take a deep breath, and I'm like, God, we're going to go through this together. Like, I was like, God, if you squeeze hands, I think I need to feel you squeezing mine to, like, hold me tight so that we can go through this. Because I don't want to get pushed at this time. Let's do this together. And so, like, they, they talked to my mom, and they first gave me my, my sweater. So they give me my sweater, and my friends are like, because at this point, they all know I don't wear trousers. And I think they gave up asking me because every time they asked me, I would always give them different answers. Why don't you wear trousers? You tell this one something else, and you tell the other ones. I finally had settled with a lie that it's my parents. And I knew for real, even if my parents were not around, I wouldn't wear them. So I, was, I, I planned on blaming it on them. But finally, I knew that was wrong. So if they would ask me, if I don't know what to tell them, I would rather keep quiet or find a way to go around it, but I wouldn't lie. I decided to stand with it. So I haven't forgotten where I was. Uh, yes, that's the jumper part. <laughs> so I get, I get my sweater, and they come out. Oh, you're getting... Okay, so like here, I came with all these questions. So like I noticed I was still scared. That experience, there's a way it broke me that if I went back to school, I would still hide my faith. And he talked about fear. I thought fear was not talking to me. But I stood there. I think it was, I think maybe this morning, I noticed that I'm actually scared. I told God I'm scared. I need you to make me bold. Amen. And this morning I was talking to her sister. She told me, no, Abigail, you have to be strong. You have to testify. You have to tell them the truth. Like, this time I'm going back to school. I'm not going to hide my faith. Yeah. I'm going to be bold. Even if they ask me questions, I'll tell them the truth. I won't hide why I don't wear trousers. Right. I won't hide why I don't wear short skirts. I'll tell them the truth. Amen. And I thank God that he has delivered me from pride. I thank God that I'm not scared anymore. God bless you. These are all wonderful testimonies. Now, I, I understand and we, we really want to hear everything of the background that has led to what God has done for you. But because of time and because of more people here that want to testify, I'm going to request you to just hit the point. I came to the meetings. The Lord has done this for me. Is that okay? 
Amen. Um, can I call Brother Mugisha? Daniel? God bless you, saints. I thank God for I'm here. And I thank God for the ministry. Yeah, my, 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 my testimony is I didn't have money to come to this convention, but the Lord provided a way. And uh, I, was, I was talking to a pastor in Ginger. So he told me that he's going to come. I didn't plan it. That, I didn't know that he was coming to the youth convention, but he told me he was coming. So he said, we can go together in the morning. He brought me up to this place. He paid for me everything. I thank God for that. Uh, and another thing, I thank God that he has delivered me out of, I, I, I don't know how I can explain it, but when pastor called uh, some youth to come here, the ones that really feel a burden of ministering, I really fear talking to, con to the congregation, but I say, Lord, have my life. Even if I fear talk to people, I, I, at times I fear talking to people like a big congregation like this one. I really fear. So I said, how will I do it? I feel the fear inside me. I said, but there are some things that came to my mind. I said, but the minister is not all about coming to the pulpit. So I said, I will minister God in any way. Yeah. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. That, that, that sister, what's your name, sister? Lydia? Are you Lydia? Oh, sister Abigail. What your, your point, you told us a lot, a lot that was building up to this, but I, I trust that many got your point. You see, are you able to take a stand when you are at school? Because this is a very important thing. Do you know that you find yourself in a situation when you are the only believer, when you are the only one that has to take a stand and say, I do not wear trousers or I don't wear short skirts. Believers these days are beginning to wear mini skirts. Can't you get a Muruganda mini skirts? Believers of the message. Shame on you if you do that. It means you do not know what you believe. I believe you should be able to take a stand and tell your friends, I don't do that. Why? Because I'm a Christian. But I'm a Christian too. No, I'm a different kind of Christian. They will want to know what type of Christian you are and then you will lead them to church. That's what you have to do. So, sister, that boldness you have received here today, take it and you will spread like wildfire in your school. Brother Daniel, I believe that fear has gone. You just spoke. <laughs> you just spoke. So that fear is gone. Amen. God just gave you boldness too. Amen. Um, uh, Brother Daniel, I, I love the way you kept it so short and precise to the point. Everybody else do like that. Okay, so uh, Sister Fortunate. Praise God, church. 
Can you come Thank this God time? so much for these meetings and all the ministers and everyone who came. I thank God so much for he has delivered me. Most of the times we pray and ask ourselves before we, we fail to forgive ourselves. You're praying and the devil is telling you, you're a sinner, you're a sinner. I remember my brother, Polycarp, were praying some time and he said, sometimes the devil lies to you a sinner. But today I prayed and I feel I'm free. You pray and you feel your prayers are not going, but I feel I'm free Amen. and I, I believe it's finished. Amen. Whatever I've not got today, my faith says it's finished and I'm going to get it. Amen. As I end, I urge all the youth to keep praying. We, it is finished, it's finished, but keep praying. Yes, and the ministers should also keep praying for us when you are there, out there, and in here. Prayer, prayer, prayer is important. Amen. As uh, brother, brother Andrew, where is brother Andrew Baka? Is he there? Okay. Uh, oh, you are. You, you have a testimony. Yes, I'm calling you. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you, church. I thank God for all of you. We really thank God for uh, my life. First of all, I thank God for these meetings. By the grace of, the God, by the grace of God, I've been on the organizing committee as a vice-chair person, but I've seen the hand of God in these meetings. We prepared these meetings on a short note, but I've seen God's hand. The first prayer for this meeting when I was in my room, I prayed God because we, we did not have enough food and the projection was, was about 100 people, but we are overwhelmed by about 300 people. So we did not have enough food. I pray, remember that prayer. I told God that you who fed the multitude with the five bread and two fish, you're going to feed our youth who are coming. And I've been in the kitchen, I've seen that. God has blessed us. We have fed our visitors, and I'm happy for that. I thank God so much. I saw God's hand when I was speaking to service providers from, from those who supplied us water, uh, the chairs, the tent, where we're buying meat, uh, where we're buying milk from. They were just easy and simple and giving us no hardship. So I thank God so much. Even the cooks, they never had in our life. So I thank God so much. Another testimony I have, I work in uh, a printing company where we, I import um, the procurement office and I import uh, substrates, papers from, 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 from China and other, other countries. 
So when I went to my new job in, in September, I found an ongoing procurement of about 170 rolls of substrates. But the supplier and the shipping company told us that the expected time of arrival of those substrates will be 16th January. And they were, this procurement took a lot of time because our supplier did not have enough qualification to pass the PIVOC certificate. So I'll not explain the PIVOC certificate, it will not take time. But you need it, so if, to prove that those goods you're, you're bringing into our country are on, of standard. So it delayed for about three months to get that certificate. But the boss has been on my neck so much. The papers cost around, just buying them from the supplier cost about 150 million Uganda shillings. That's just buying. Uh, shipping them to our country, the shipper, about six, about, about uh, uh, $6,000 just to ship. Taxes, about 60 million. So the, my boss has been on my neck. He to, she told me in Uganda, Mariange Webula, na Webula. If my consignment get lost, you also get lost. I'll look for you. So I've been on pressure. Now the challenge came that the shipper told me that by 16th the consignment will be in Uganda. But on 16th, it was still at the border being held because our business team had a problem. And I had planned that by 16th, I will be done by this pressure. So that 19th is the meeting time. I can be able to do my work. But Satan came in by 16th, had not received these goods. Even on, fifth, on that day when I was supposed to ask for my leave, I'm the one on the organizing committee. I emphasize that every, every member of the committee should ask for a leave so that to be able to serve very well. But me, when I went to ask the leave, they didn't grant it. They said, you cannot. How do you leave this work and and how, do you, how can you delegate it uh, at this mature level? So I thank God. On Friday when I was working there in the kitchen, I received a call and they told me, your things are coming. You need to be at work. I used like a motorcycle. They nearly knocked me because of that consignment. But I thank God on Saturday, I officially received that consignment and put it in store. I really thank God for the preaching that has been going on. I missed many of them, especially Brother Isaac has preaching. So I, I, when I was behind there, I nearly, I nearly stopped what I was doing to come and, and attend the meeting, but I said again, how do I come and people not eat? <laughs> but, but something told me you're going to stream and you're going to to, to be placed the same way like those who were on the source. I thank God so much. I managed to attend Brother Michael's two meetings. I could come and sneak and then go back, sneak and go back. So may the Lord bless you all. May God bless the vessels whom he has used. May God bless you all. And on behalf of the organizing committee, I would like to say 
that in case there is anything which went wrong, please forgive us. And may God bless you so much. So I allowed him more time because he was supposed to speak earlier in the past service, but they were not around. But for the rest, two, two minutes. So if it hits two minutes, I don't be offended when I stop you. I think I have three or four more, and then, uh, and then we shall close. Amen. We thank God for Brother Andrew and the others that uh, really did their best to make sure that we had food and everything was going well. Let us give a hand of praise to God for them. Sister Namuksa Mary. And uh, we know that God has done for you, wherever you've been. We want testimonies of what God has done for you in these meetings. So if you don't have anything that God has done for you in these meetings, you can keep that and give it in your home church. All right. God bless you, church. But excuse me, I want to use my language, which is Uganda. It's okay. It's okay. Uganda, okay. Praise the Lord, brethren. Nange never zakatonda oretsa chenokudamokusaba. I thank the Lord for His grace and for enabling me to pray again. When I had not yet come in this place, I had, I had many trials since long ago. Until when my cousin brother died, when we don't know what has led to his death. After that, appetite. My mom lost appetite for food and whatever which was to be eaten. Yet she wasn't sick. One day I was sleeping. After these night prayers, when I slept again, I saw something coming. And it came and touched my chest, I couldn't breathe. I first saw as that child who has just died as she, the one who has come back. And I Even though he took the body, but the spirit is here. She can, but, he cannot come back. When I spoke like that, the thing left me. After I woke up and told mom and we pray, I told her to pray. The next day. I had just prayed during that night. 
Nalina kaibaka nendaba katinalinga ali mukolese bwakuba otulo twalite tunantu alabulunji It was like a vision because I wasn't Excuse me sister namukisa uh, just took it akonsonga mukama cha kolede munkunga anazino kubaluwaze choka choka kitwagala okulira mukama kumukisa Naye mubi mwebe byonna all the things nabadenga nina omugugu ku mutima gwange I had a burden on my heart Though we had prayed and those things all had gone. But I still had a burden. My life wasn't yet pure. And I told the Lord, within these meetings, please come and speak to me. But I thank the Lord, whoever minister was coming on the pulpit, the, the message was bringing was touching me, really. I thank the Lord that now my life is pure because he told me that victory is mine. May the Lord rich bless you. That victory is mine. I'm no longer going to be defeated. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Sister uh, Mary from Lukaya. Okay. Uh, there is this one who said, I, I hope I've not lost. There is someone who said they had a burning testimony. I read it, but I have lost it. Okay. This one is saying, God bless you all. Okay, she, she says apologies. I can't sit on my testimony. Allow me to testify. Sister Peace, come and testify. I've allowed you. <laughs> God bless you, saints. I'm really, really happy to be here. I didn't. Is that on? Is the microphone on? Okay, just put it I didn't really want to testify. Like I was asking myself, will I even do I have a testimony? But this evening, hey, I realized I have a testimony. Now I didn't know I was going to come. Like seriously, I didn't know I was going to make for these meetings. I didn't have any money. I didn't. Where I borrowed money from, I had already borrowed. So that morning, <laughs> that morning, uh, brother, uh, Pastor Bass called me and told me, uh, you're coming. I was like, I, I don't have money. I was like, but if you really wanted to come for these meetings, you would borrow. I was like, but where I borrow from, I've already borrowed. <laughs> but thank God, there is where I asked, asked my brother-in-law, he managed to give me the money and I managed to come and attend and even pay the fee. So I'm really grateful that he made a way for me to come and how he has confirmed it for me that these meetings really were meant for me is I had a dream some time ago that was 27th of July last year. So brother Pastor Isaac, when he was ministering yesterday, he spoke of uh, this second stanza of uh, when the battle is over. And he was like, um, 
it was like um, it says, um, "Must I be carried to the skies on flowery bed of ease, while others fought to win the prize and sailed through bloody seas?" So he mentioned that, and I remember there is a dream I had last year, and. I was singing, we were singing in a youth meeting, and for me, I don't like attending youth meetings as such. Even brother, uh, Pastor Sobos asked me, you, did you attend the Gayaza meetings? I was like, no, he was like, you should be attending these meetings. So, and then I dreamt that I was in a youth meeting, and we were singing that very song, that same, same stanza, and we were with the brother... Um, brother Moses who played the keyboard yesterday here and we were singing so that morning I texted him that was last year I was like you know I dreamt about you that we were singing the second stanza even the, the, the dream is still here in my phone I was like I dreamt about you that we were serious in a youth meeting singing this song or this second stanza to emphasize on the second stanza and when Brother Michael came here, he also showed us that same stanza. He said, I printed this thing at my place. Brother Isaac also printed his in his place. But it is the same thing. So then uh, when, when he spoke that, and I remembered this dream, and I texted him this evening. Oh, I was like, do you remember I, the dream I dreamt that... You know, we're in a youth meeting and we're singing this song. The second stanza of when the battle is over, we shall wear a crown. I was like, ah, how is that even possible? Then I resent for him that dream. I was like, oh, I remember, but hey, it is rare for me to even attend youth meetings. So it was almost impossible for me. So I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. You made it possible for me to attend. And you saw me in this day that I'll be attending these youth meetings. He has confirmed it for me. And... I thank God for it. God bless you. Praise the Lord. You see, no one is here by mistake. Let me repeat that. No one came to these meetings by mistake. You see, so whatever you had, even what you are doubting that God did not do, I want to assure you, God has done. If he saw you here, then he did not come here by mistake or for nothing. His purpose has been achieved and accomplished in your life. There is this one who, the last one, just told me, I request to testify, but you didn't put your name, so I don't know who you are. I think one of you young men gave me this paper. Is it it's from who? Oh, you, you just wanted me to... God bless you. What's your you. name, sister? I'm Sister Joan. Okay, Sister Joan. God bless you. Um, I wrote that sheet, but when you read that, I changed my mind. I'm like, I'm not going to testify. And I'm like, it's good I didn't put the name. So now when I said we are going to investigate, I'm like, oh God, I'll be caught. I have to just come here. <laughs> so I want to thank God that I've come here. I want to thank God for the youth meeting. I want to thank God for the Holy Ghost baptism he has granted unto me. Um... And when we came in this service, the pastor preached about hindrances. Something that, okay, like, he talked about small things. He said there are times we consider some things to be small, so you overlook them saying it's a small one. 
Then he gave an example and said, in case you are having, he gave some weight. It is, he gave the weight, was some small weight. But then he said, you keep moving, you keep moving. We are in Uganda. By the time you reach Kenya, for example, there is a steep, he gave an example of mountain, El Chimanjal, yes. So it was like, however little that weight might be, by the time you reach there, it will be very hard for you to claim that step. So I had a, I, I, I thank God that I, the Lord saved me. I had a, like some small hindrance. The staff, first for me, I started my message school. The pastor preaches. You're not supposed to have boyfriends. You're not supposed to, to, to engage in a relationship. So I, I believed it. I was like, yes, you're not supposed. But there is a way like, uh, like the good thing I don't involve, I cannot fall into fornication. Let me keep it at that pace. So the brother, there's a brother who, I don't know that it was brother, brother Isaac, he gave an example. There's a brother in his church. No, it was in the morning. The brother said, he told the brother, the brother told him, for me, I attack the devil slowly. I don't, I don't rush. So I was like, so now the brother said, by the time, right now, that the brother left the church, he fell into fornication. So it had been a burden to me every time, because every time they preach it. But for me, there's a way I don't, I didn't, I didn't open up myself to let it, to forsake everyone, like to leave all of them. So every time you feel like you are going to leave this one, you're like, okay, what leap are not supposed to, like for the world, I've forsaken, I've left. But again, they are like, even believers, it's, I'm still studying, they're like, you, that stuff, it's nonsense. So, really, in this service, the Lord has given me a great victory. He has delivered my life. I'm free. I'm free from all that. I'm not, there's no bondage holding me. That was a small hindrance, but time came, it was heavy. I was tired of any preachers talking about it. I thought I, I thought I had left those things. Like I thought I don't involve. I have no boyfriend. But there is that thing. You don't tell the person boldly who you are. So anyway, I thank God for the deliverance. Amen. God bless you all. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Christ, I request you to pray for my mother. She called Ale this morning saying she feels uh, burning under her feet and she feels a lot of body weakness and I believe by your prayers she uh, can receive instant healing. Uh, this is Sister Faith. I don't know whether she's the one who came here. The, okay, is your mother still sick? She, she's now well. I'm talking to another one. She's now well? Yes? Amen. Um, then this... Uh, oh, uh, Sister Irene saying she wrote a paper, but it did not reach me. So wherever you put it, forgive them. But God has remembered you, so you come and be the last. Praise God, brethren. I was really going to miss this chance. Uh, 
my very first testimony um, it's about our lunch time as we were having lunch I had people saying that oh god this food is not going to be enough uh, people are so many already on the line and more are coming I think I shared this testimony with sister Judith yeah she's right there and I sat down and I told God please feed us like multiply this food and to my surprise and for you who are there you know we ate food to a moment that they called people to get more food yes yeah maybe the brother who said this didn't know that someone had him but I had had him and I had to pray to God I thank him that he really fed us we don't know what you went through to give us the food, but I thank God that we all got satisfied. And my testimony for these meetings, uh, it is my very first time to attend youth meetings. You know, I always attend the set of meetings and all that, but my testimony would be so long, but I'm trying to figure out how to shorten it. Uh, my testimony really started when Pastor Bustawazi preached in the CETA conventions about having an encounter with God. But I understood that someone that I got questions in my mind that were not answered. I was like, God, what should I do? I'm supposed to meet you, but I don't know how I'm going to do this. Of course, there are so many faults in my life. It's me alone who knows the behind of the scenes of my life, I will not go through that. But uh, I really asked God to show me what to do. Uh, of course, I put up some things between that someone, like between the moment of that someone till Friday of this meeting. But still, I felt it was not finished. I felt there was something that I was still lagging onto that I had to really put off. Um, you know, as growing girls, we go through so many things. Sometimes we even get so embarrassed to talk about them. I know someone out there is also speaking the same thing as I'm saying. But uh, when I came to this meeting, just to tell you shortly, I was the one mobilizing the youths in my church, that is Evening Light, Bright Tabernacle, Pastor Antai's church. But trust me, I didn't have the money. I was receiving people's money. I didn't have any coin on me. I only had 3,000 shillings in my bag. And uh, someone mocked me, was like, you're the one mobilizing for this, but you've not yet paid. I was like, ah, good thing I'm giving the money to me, so I'll just take it. And then I remembered... The time I was, the, the, there was a time I was to Nairobi, I'd kept some Kenyan shillings on me. There were about 1,000, it was almost 2,000 Kenyan shillings. I remembered this money, I have it in my drawer. I got the money, I exchanged it very, very fast, and that's how I ended up coming here with a, P, a fee to pay. And I'm grateful about that. Then with the questions that I had kept from the encounter with God, I'm really grateful those questions have been answered. I'm a person, 
I'm a teacher by profession, but I'm a person who likes keeping young. I don't know. I'm not so old, uh, but I was keeping young in the wrong way. I'm not ashamed to say this. I'm a person who is on TikTok. You know, when they were talking about this, I looked at these people talking to me as if they were in my phone. You know, I sometimes sleep very late, but on TikTok. Sometimes by this time, yeah, I'm awake, you know, but I'm on TikTok. Like, it's really hard to say it out. Eh? I'm either on TikTok or on a call with a very wrong individual. Yes. So I really thank God for these meetings because there is a special way I feel right now. Like there is a way I feel like erasing everything in my phone. Of course, there are no dirty things, but I feel I should have a new phone, like new contacts, new everything. And I know there is some other person that is going through the same thing. As I was mobilizing youths in my church, there is a gentleman I called. He has daughters that I expected to be here, but they didn't make it. But before I even told him my reason for the call, he was like, Irene, you're wasting a lot of time. I was like, how? Like, how? Why is this the first thing you're telling me? So on my way to the convention, I was asking myself, how am I wasting time? Like, how am I wasting time? He told me boldly, you're supposed to be married by this time. Before, before they got married, they used to go to mountains and prayer. I was like, we don't have those things anymore. How am I wasting time? Like, what should I do? But trust me, believers, I now know who I am. I now know what I'm supposed to do. I now know how I've been wasting all this time. I now know that I'm really saved and I've met my encounter with God. It's so lengthy, but let me stop it at that. I really thank God for Pastor and the ministers. May God richly bless you. Amen. Uh, my testimony, you know, I told you it was very long. I, I remember Pastor when he was telling us to right or oh, that we shall testify. I was like, uh-uh, I don't have any testimony. And I remember him saying, it will be a testimony for some of you to testify. And sincerely speaking, it is a testimony that I got a testimony to testify unto the Lord. May God richly bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Sister Irene. Uh, there are some how many here how many here don't worry I've asked you a lot of questions this is the last one how many here have smartphones smartphones no a smartphone looks like this to some of you who don't know a smartphone looks like this just raise up your hand if you have a smartphone uh -huh. how many don't okay but you have a phone now to those of you who have smartphones you, you, you've had a testimony of Sister Irene. Now, uh, I thank God that uh, I started these matters of relationship and court, courtship before, 
before WhatsApp was invented. <laughs> but uh, I know we've not talked about these things and people came expecting us to talk about them. But wh what you had was much more important than us talking about those things. Because you, you've, you've had. The Holy Spirit was already doing the work. And I believe also he has done in some of your lives. So you see, what I was saying is, we used to write letters. If you had the love of your life and you love them so much, you write a letter and, you know, you make sure you use a very good handwriting and, you know, you draw some hearts on there. And uh, so you, like, make the letter very appealing to her eyes so that she can give you a response. And uh, you even put some tears. Maybe you say, you see this? <laughs> now, some of you don't know those things because you have WhatsApp. Now, this was good. But at that time, for you to do that, even to write a letter and send it, it would be very difficult, very difficult. If you, especially if you're a believer, it would be very difficult. You, you know, there is a lot of process involved to write that, to, to get that paper, to get the, uh, the good pen, to write, the, to put power your heart, sit down, think about what you are going to write, you know, you know make sure your, your hands are dry. And you, there's a lot of process. And then you sit down and begin to put yourself in the mood of writing, and then you begin writing, and then you have to find someone to, to give that letter to take to the person you are sending it to, and you have to make sure that person is faithful, they will not look at the letter. You know, the process was so long. So, so that by the time, by the time you think about the whole thing, just change your mind, I will not write the letter after all. But nowadays, with this smartphone, in just one minute, you, 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 have, sent, you have sent and received messages, not only messages, pictures, not only pictures, videos. And you find the devil actually taking over your lives. Let me tell you, these smartphones can actually take you to hell if you're not careful. Because the things that come on there, if you don't filter it, some of the groups that you are in, actually some of you should make a decision to leave them before you leave this place. Before you leave your hostel in the morning, make a decision to leave some of those groups. You are in those groups, you are like, okay, I'm a believer, but uh, this one is a group of my friends. And, uh, but the things they are posting there are influencing your life in a negative way. Why do you keep there? Okay, sister, why do you keep chatting, you know, with uh, ten brothers at the same time? Are you going to marry all of them? Sincerely, think about it. So to me, I think um, that's why sisters, brothers can propose to sisters, and at the end of the day, the sister is not accepting to accept any of them because she's not too sure who is the best among them. But if you, are, if you are speaking to someone who has gone through the right channel, your pastor, your father, you know, and you're speaking to them, then at least you get a chance to get to know them and them alone and then make a decision not based on influence. So I don't think this thing of courting, or it's not even courting, I think it is, um, what's the word? Dating. I don't believe believers date, should date. Believers shouldn't date. You're not talking to me, but I, I believe believers shouldn't date. But believers should court. And courtship involves, courtship is done in the light. It's not done in the darkness, under the bush. It's done in the light. When your, fa when your father knows, if you, especially if your father, even if your father is not a believer, your father must know what is happening in your life, sister. Especially if you're still living under his roof. Did you know that if you make a vow, your father can annul that vow? So it's very important for you to keep in, to be in the light, at least if you're not so close to your father and he's not a believer, at least you can confide in your pastor and make sure you are walking in the light. And I think, Sister Irene, that testimony was very good. Some of you need to make decisions to wipe your phone or maybe do it a factory reset and start over again. Praise the name of the Lord.
Well, it's almost midnight. I shouldn't preach a sermon. Uh, brother, brother Enoch has a testimony. And so I, uh, I'm going to... No, I'm not receiving any more papers. It's almost midnight. I, I don't know how many papers are those. I just said I'm not receiving, but I just... Uh, But I just remembered God is gracious. Okay, let me read this. It seems this is a testament which is written. Please, Pastor, read for me. I do not exactly understand when I read alone, so let me read it out aloud and see. Please, Pastor, read for me. I think he's trying to say, read my testimony. This is Sister Joan from YMCA, I think, uh, evening, like by Tabernacle. I lost my sister and mother and job. Sorry. Most, of, most importantly, that I learned in the, what I learned in this meeting, the devil wants me to be there weak and fallen down but I'm going to trust in God and finish it in Jesus name Amen, Amen. Sister Joan may God give you grace especially through this time of, of loss and give you strength indeed you'll finish it by his grace um, this is uh, Okidi Richard has a testimony I'm going to give you exactly one minute I'll count it right here so come and please, no more, no more writing, no more writing. I think that's, that's more than enough for a night. Okay, the brothers can give you the microphone. God bless you, saints. Thank God for his grace and mercies that has brought me through. Thank him for bringing me all this far. I did not know that I was going to be here this day. I thank him so much for what he has done for me. There is okay spirit that was disturbing me. When I come like to church and I pray, it leaves me. But when I go back home and I stop meditating upon the word of God, it comes back again. Then now when I came to this place, is when I realized the trick of the devil. When I stop meditating upon the word of God, for it, it comes back. Then after I just remembered what the pastor told us sometime back last year, I think. I don't remember very well, but he said that when there is, when you have sin in you, when you have sinned, uh, you cannot receive now the Holy Spirit unless you first repent. You cannot get a bottle full of juice and maybe full of something like that, juice or what or what, and you want to pour again another thing. You have first pour that one in the bottle out and you empty the bottle. There has got to be an emptying out. Then after you fill in something there. So I learned that it was the same to us. When we want to receive the Holy Spirit, 
the evil spirit has got first get out of us then the holy spirit be replaced right there so that thing really touched me and i just remembered it and it was my prayer to the lord and he had my prayer on just believed it that though it was late even if i tend only one day the lord will hear my prayer he will do what i am expecting him to do i will receive what i'm expecting to receive i really thank god so much that he had my prayer and he took that spirit out of me and placed the holy spirit right with me i thank god the lord bless you amen god bless you amen uh, i don't want to start but i want to be so brief first of all i want to thank god for brother Busovozi, amen. He invited me to the convention, and I've been so blessed to come and put my shoulder to the wheel, and to see that the convention is so a success, amen. Now my testimony is this: uh, like everybody of you, I've been praying like uh, for many things. I will not uh, tell you uh, many things, like in my life until uh, actually the sermon he preached in Seta an encounter with God. It is on YouTube, if you could find it, it was, it was a blessing. So, uh, he, he preached a message, and also Brother Arthur on your podium. He was talking about Jacob and uh, wrestling. So, Brother Arthur was talking about uh, Jacob drawing a line and telling God that, God, you're not crossing here until you bless me. So, and then his sermon, I'll not go to the sermon now. I've been uh, praying for a long time for many things uh, about the ministry, about, uh, okay, let me tell you, marriage. You get it, eh? And then, uh, don't laugh. And Yeah, so uh, blessings are at work and different things, challenges, you know. So uh, when I came to the conversion, I had, uh, some like uh, a desire in my life that God should do something as this year starts. Actually, I told God that this year is my year. Yeah, so uh, before the convention, I came, I met Brother Bass, uh, Busovozi, okay, I, that was a short form. And you know, he has testimonies and he talks about this and that. So uh, one of the days when we were at his home having a, a meal, as uh, I'm lucky to sit with the ministers, you know. So uh, he started to talk about, uh, I think he talked about three testimonies. And you know, I was so touched by these testimonies. He was talking about his wife, how he got married, and what. And of course, he's like, uh, uh, I don't know whether to call it a challenge or what. But uh, he's, he talks about real life. He brings a testimony. He shows you how God has done it for him. So that night, I went to bed, and I was like, Oh my God, he's so, you know, he talks about this and the thing is so real before you. So I couldn't sleep, honestly, though we came here for the service very early. So I was like, God, in this service, I need you. So uh, the brother, I 
don't know, I've forgotten his name, the, the brother from Kenya who, who preached on Morning Glory. All those sermons to the, the, the main speakers now, Brother Michael and then Brother Isaac, you could see that God is here. You could, their preaching was so intertwined that you could actually realize that God is here. But now I wanted that personal experience with God. Now, after Brother, uh, Brother Busobozi spoke at the home, I was like, I need to, to ask Brother Busobozi, how do you pray? Because you know I pray. Praying for the ministry, praying for your life, praying for the young people, those that are backslidden, those from Lifeboat can tell you that we've been praying for, we have uh, this prayer together of fasting. So I was like, he has so many strong testimonies. How does he pray? So I, at some point I feared to ask him. But now you know that when you're seated here, you look at the ministers, what they are doing, their quotes and everything. I wonder, oh my God. So after the preaching, uh, uh, Brother Sobozi came and stood here. And he was calling people to pray. And I don't know how, what it was about, but he called people to pray. And I was like, I need to ask him how he prays. But I feared to go back because the past, I asked many questions. I was asking him, how, how did this happen? And he was explaining. So I was like, I think I'll bother him. But I wanted to ask him, uh, how do you pray? So as we are praying, everybody is praying. Uh, I think people were on the altar. Brother Bosovos uh, comes and uh, I was seated there and he tells me, I have a leadership of the Holy Spirit to pray for you, to pray with you. And then as he was praying, I was like, am I dreaming? Because I wanted to ask him, how do you pray? And then he's telling me the Holy Spirit has come here, has told me to come and pray with you. Now, if you don't believe that God was here in this confession, I don't know. Amen. So uh, I want to thank God that uh, in his prophecy, uh, okay, he was speaking when he was praying, he was telling me that, uh, I think he told me that, because I went back to him, he told me that the words he spoke, it wasn't, it, it wasn't him. So he was telling me, God has answered you, God is going to bless you. And I actually believe that that was the Holy Spirit because I wanted to go to ask him that, I want to ask him how he prays, but he came and just told me, God has told me to come and pray with you. Amen. So I, I actually started crying. I don't cry anyhow, by the way. <laughs> Honestly, I don't cry. But I started crying. I was like, I, I was like, oh, I'm crying. So I started cleaning myself and I, I had to come here and sing, you know. So Honestly, I've been blessed and I, I actually believe that God has answered my prayers in this conversation. God bless you. Amen. So, uh, just before I sing a song to call, to finalize their lost and found properties, there's this bag. I didn't open it for security reasons. Uh, this, if it is yours, you get it with the brother Lumu. And then this Kenyan coin. Uh, please, if it's yours, come for it. Amen. Uh, the brothers from Kenya said that it's not theirs. It means, I don't know whether it's your sister. You said Okay, may the Lord bless you. Have you been blessed by the conversion? Amen. 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 So let's get to our feet as we, we, we sing just one chorus. 
Amen. There's this song we sing back at home. It says, give thanks with a grateful heart. And then it says, let the weak say I am strong. Amen. You know that song? Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because of one Jesus Christ. hands and say give that give that with a grateful heart
Lifeboard, uh, Lifeboard Gospel Ministries, and also uh, the Chikaya Church for participating in these meetings, uh, especially on the side of ministry. I know that many have been on the music and leading. And then the other brothers also, Little Flock, and many other churches I've not mentioned. We, I said we had 39 churches. Um, I didn't mention it because of time reading all the names to take quite some time, but. I appreciate you all, wherever you are coming from. When you go back to your church, go and be a better Christian. And I know that after this convention, we are going to go in uh, back to schools. So now you have an opportunity of going to shine this light that you have received here. And uh, by the grace of God, we are planning, the Lord willing, to uh, keep having this every year. Every year around this time of the year. So let us uh, pray. For the next one uh, in 2024 if the rapture has not happened it might happen before then who knows but let's just keep on firing on the firing line for the lord is there a young man that has been fired up for these meetings and wants to close this and wants to pray a prayer of faith praying for everyone and praying according to the leadership of the holy spirit is there any young man like that here do we have him? Let us sing that song as you come. I do not know who you are. Just, just listen to the Holy Spirit and come and pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's no longer Sunday. This is Monday morning. So this was not a three-day meeting. It's been a four-five-day meeting. It's been wonderful. Oh, brother, brother Enoch, help me. Let us sing this as we wait for that young man to come.
Lord, we thank you and really welcome you again in our hearts, Father. Father, continue staying and talking to us, Father. As we are leaving this place, Father, let your word remain in our hearts, Father. Lord, continue speaking to us, Father. Throughout this year, Lord, Father, let this year be a year of victory to us, Father. Let each and everybody, Father, receive whatever has come for in this place, Father. Father, Lord, bless the ministers, Lord, who have come from far to bless us, Father. Lord, may you be with them, Father, and may you continue anointing them, Father. Bless each and every board. Bless the musician, Lord. Bless our pastors at churches, Father. Bless us, O oh God, mighty King of Kings, Father. We commit ourselves into your hands, Father. We take us out of our way, Father, and may you take over, Father, and everything, Father. Father, hail whoever is sick, Father. Father, meet each and every board, Father. Those who have not yet received the Holy Spirit, Father, it's you, Lord, Father, because you promised, Father, you promised us the Holy Ghost, Father, and we do believe, the Lord Jesus, Father, that everybody has got his portion, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Father. Thank you for all the brethren, Father. Thank you for all the sisters, Father. Thank you for each and everybody who has participated in this meeting, Father. May you continue to work with us, Father, in everything we are doing, Father. May you lead us, Father, and speak to us in, in every day. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you and bless you. Amen. Amazing grace, Let us lift our hands and sing that. Oh, the Lord. 
stretch your hand and say God bless you God bless you brother amen may God go with you travel with you when you go back to your country to your people send our greetings is that all right amen let's go out with a shout amen I mean I don't want to humble myself before the devil you know amen I want him to feel me amen this song which says, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Most high.
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Then say, the name of the Lord is. Then we put it together. Amen. Are you scared? Is this a song? Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed then the name of that. Make sure your sister will say the name of the Lord. Don't sing the name of the Lord. And you're in a trouser. Amen. The name of the Lord. The brother would say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, with a strong voice. Yeah? You got it? Amen, brother Joseph. Amen. Sisters, are you ready? Let's show the brother something. Brothers, don't disappoint me. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be. Come on, man. Most high. Put those hands together. Well, well, blessed be the name of the Lord. The name of sister, get ready, well. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Most high. Keep singing. Oh, the name of the Lord is Jesus. Come on. A strong tower. Oh, the righteous running. Come on, sister.
Bless. See you in the next convention. Amen. You love the Lord.